Do you want to make a difference in the world? And see the lives of the people of India and all internationals transformed with the gospel? As India goes, all Asia will go with Living the Dream podcast provides tools for you to pray, give, and go as you become an active participant in the Great Commission and help your church's demographic represent the demographic of your community. Get ready to find your strategy for reaching your community and changing the world here at Living the Dream podcast with your host, Pastor Kevin. Hello, and welcome to Living the Dream podcast. It is Tuesday, September the 1st, 2020. You're listening to episode 46 of Living the Dream. I just want to take a moment and thank you for subscribing, listening, and reviewing the podcast. Ultimately, I want to thank you for joining the revolution of reaching the foreign-born internationals living in our community and partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. I welcome all of our guests from the USA, from India, Spain, Iran, Germany, Finland, South Africa, Canada, the Philippines, as well as Australia. If you are listening and I did not call your country, will you please just let us know that you are a faithful member of the audience? I would love to get to know you. So last week on the show, we looked at how we are to welcome foreigners. And we're going to dive a little deeper as today we're going to look at how the Bible actually calls every person that aligns themselves with the Lord Jesus Christ to live as foreigners. All believers are to show hospitality to strangers. We are to keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers For by doing so, some of you have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. We read that in Hebrews 13, verses 1 and 2. There are a few passages like Romans 12, 13, 1 Peter 4, 9, 3 John, 1st chapter 5 through 8, that really talk very specifically about showing hospitality and how hospitality is held up as a mark of those who follow Jesus. The church was put into existence to support one another as believers, including strangers who come to worship with the believers. Um, This became especially important once the Jews were forced from Jerusalem and Palestine in 70 AD by the Romans. Then and now, the church should be a welcoming community. So on today's episode, we're going to discuss how to live as foreigners. So why welcome foreigners? Because, uh, you ready for this? We're all foreigners in God's eyes. All believers are strangers on earth. 1 Peter 1, 17 says, live out your time as foreigners here with reverent fear. That was not just the people that were born in other lands. That is for everyone reborn by the Holy Spirit. This is a principle for God's people of all times. Moses instructed the Israelites not to sell any of the land permanently because the land belonged to God and they were only foreigners living there. Think of how graciously God treats us, the foreigners living in his world. 
his kindness to us can guide our thoughts and actions toward those living as strangers among us. Bottom line, all believers in Jesus Christ belong to the kingdom of God. In Ephesians 2, verse 19, we read, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Ephesians 2 is a pivotal chapter in God's word that really instructs us about our existence in Christ. I want us to just listen to Ephesians 2. Ephesians chapter 2, made alive with Christ. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For He has raised us from the dead along with Christ, and seated us with Him in heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of incredible wealth of His grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all He has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do good things He planned for us long ago. Oneness and peace in Christ. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews, who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know that covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. For Christ Himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in His own body on the cross, He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. News of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. 
Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. A Temple for the Lord So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are His house, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. We are carefully joined together in Him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through Him, you Gentiles are also being made part of His dwelling, where God lives by His Spirit. Ephesians 2 makes it clear that you and I belong to the kingdom of God and are not citizens of earth. The terms foreigner and strangers are used as metaphors for our condition before our faith in Jesus Christ. Before we believed, we were outside the covenant and considered foreigners or strangers in God's kingdom. But because of our faith in him, we are now a part of God's community, strangers who have been welcomed in. If Almighty God, the creator of the universe, can welcome me and welcome you into his community, why would we stand at the door and shun anyone else from being welcomed? God welcomes us. We are to welcome others. And the greatest way that you and I can welcome the foreign-born internationals living in our community is to remember that we have been classified as foreigners by Almighty God. What does the Bible say about living as foreigners? It says all Christians are immigrants. I want us to start thinking of these terms as not a them, but as a we. We are immigrants. We are refugees. We are strangers. We are foreigners. The Bible clearly teaches that when we receive the gift of eternal life that Jesus graciously offers, we become citizens of heaven. And so our home is now in heaven. If you may have an address on earth where the United States postal system or the Germany postal system or the Indian postal system delivers your mail, but that is a temporary address in Almighty God's eyes, and it should be in our eyes as well. You should recognize that your citizenship, your home is in heaven. We became citizens of heaven as we took the Lord Jesus for salvation. And so now we live as strangers and exiles on earth. Listen to these passages, Philippians 3, verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just ask you, where do you derive your identity? From your passport? of the country in which you hold a passport to or from the Bible? Because your passport's going to say that you belong, like for me, it would be the USA. Maybe yours is Indian. Maybe it's Iran. Maybe it's African. 
But when we all open up the word of God, the Bible makes it clear that our citizenship, every single one of us, is in heaven. The reason that we live as foreigners is because that is our true identity. Listen to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on earth. You know, chapter 11 is the hall of fame of faith for the people of God. And it clearly says there that these heroes of the faith lived as strangers and exiles on the earth. What about you? What about me? Are we living as strangers and exiles on the earth? You can look in the media and you can see good things said about immigrants, bad things said about immigrants, biases about immigrants, biases about strangers, negative talk about foreigners, positive talk about foreigners. But the reality is God's word says you're just as much an immigrant, you're just as much a refugee, you're just as much a stranger and a foreigner as anyone that you might be pointing the finger to on planet Earth. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lust, which wage war against the soul. There, the word is not for people who were foreign-born internationals. The word is for the people of God. Every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is considered an alien, a stranger to the earth. Many are also immigrants in a country or region different than the one where we were born and grew up. We understand the definition of immigrants, the definition of refugees, but you need to understand that we fall into that definition when we open up the Bible. All are foreigners, all are refugees, all are immigrants, and it would do the U.S. government well to recognize that. It would do well for every government in every country around the world to recognize that. But you and I are to be followers of Almighty God, followers of Christ. And in doing so, we should do everything we can to show hospitality to the strangers, the immigrants, the refugees, the foreigners living among us, because we are one as well. Suppose someone asks you, can you name a famous person who lived as a refugee or an exile in a foreign land? Who would you think of? Perhaps the Dalai Lama. Did you know that Albert Einstein was a refugee from Nazi Germany? As was Anne Frank, who hid in the Netherlands until her death. What about in church history? Did you know that the English Bible translator, William Tinsdale, lived as a refugee on the continent for years until he was hunted down and burned at the stake? And then, of course, there is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate foreigner among us. Next week, we're going to dive into that, into the reality that Jesus was a foreigner. You and I can live as foreigners because 
we are following a foreigner. And if we're going to see the Great Commission fulfilled, it will be fulfilled as you and I reach the foreign-born internationals living in our community with the gospel and partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. That is made possible through the word welcome. That's made possible through Christian hospitality. And that does not begin when they walk across the threshold of our door, especially in 2020 when a lot of houses of worship are are closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic. You have foreign-born internationals that you buy your gas from, that you go to medical professionals and you are treated by foreign-born internationals. If you walk into a hospital, you're going to be serviced and treated most likely by foreign-born internationals. They are in your schools, they're in your office, they're in your company, they're in your marketplace, they're in your community. And you and I are called by God to welcome them. And welcoming them is as simple as any other person on the planet that you would welcome. We are to welcome believers as brothers and sisters. Hopefully you have healthy relationships with your siblings, with your family. But in the same way, we are to be welcoming brothers and sisters with Christian love and with hospitality. And that same call to welcome extends to the foreigner. Jesus was a foreigner. So I invite you back next week as we continue to reach the foreign-born internationals with the gospel and partnering with them in the Great Commission. I love you. I praise God for you. God bless you in your outreach of the gospel. I'll see you again right here on Living the Dream next week. Check out Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity. Given the choice, every one of us wants to be more generous, but fear holds us back. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver, and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Gone are the days of feeling pressured to be the giver. Instead, audacious generosity will empower you for limitless giving as God gives through you. See what happens when we open our hands to God and commit in advance to use what He puts in our hands to fulfill His mission. Check out AudaciousGenerosity.com and reserve your copy today. That's AudaciousGenerosity.com. We want to show some local love to Jim Branch from Raleigh, NC. Jim has over 40 years of experience in real estate sales and development in the Triangle. Since retiring, Jim has been a private investor in local companies and serves on the board of the North State Bank, Missions Triangle, and the YMCA of the Triangle. Global Hope India is one of the 650 ministries being strengthened through Mission Triangle. Jim is known throughout North Carolina as a community advocate through his generosity to Christian and community nonprofits. Thank you, Jim, for all that you do. Thank you for listening to the Living the Dream podcast, empowering and equipping church staff with an identifiable and measurable strategy for reaching internationals and changing the world. 
You can help us live the dream by liking, commenting, subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find more resources to empower and equip your church staff at globalhopeindia.org resources. That's globalhopeindia.org resources. 